$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. That's like the, the, that's the broken down number. But then I have all these different little pockets of money in all these different places, which is part of the reason why I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Because, you know, I think I've hit my goal of saving. Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast Futurich. I'm your host, Barbara Ginty, and I am also a CFP. And I am super excited to be doing a follow-up episode with Nacrae. Hi, Nacrae. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Good. So nice to chat with you again. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. (laughs) So for all of our lovely listeners, you can check out her original episode. It was episode 43. It was literally four years ago. (laughs) That was so long ago. And yeah, doing that math, I'm like, really? I don't know where three of those years went, to be honest. It goes quick, right? Because I could not believe when I looked up your episode, I was like, is this the same (laughs) (laughs) Have <laughs> I really been doing this for four years? And every, I will say, so the recording system we is different than what you recorded back then. I literally cannot remember. I have no idea what we were using. Yeah, which, I don't know. But, so, but everything else is pretty much the same as it was four years ago, at least on my end. So I know a lot has probably changed for you. So a, a quick little overview for our listeners, but you should listen to the whole episode. When you came on, you had just graduated school and mm-hmm. you were 24, you were working um, as an architect designer and part-time at Lush, and you were starting school in the fall mm-hmm. to to go, you already had your master's, but you wanted to become a licensed architect. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yes. That was fine. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I went back to school to, like, pursue a research degree, um, but part of the program was, you know, like, they help you get your license. So, yeah. Oh, so, yes, you got a two for one kind of yeah amazing okay so Phil like where where are we four years later (laughs) this is such a um it's it's funny uh what do they say I guess humbling (laughs) to realize (laughs) like where where have you what have you done in four years um (laughs) it's funny so um what have I done okay so I graduated number one uh from the program that I went to so that's great I think I'm officially done with school because that was a lot um how long was it it was two years, um, but it kind of got weird at the end because COVID hit, yeah. um, like the back end of my degree. So I was, you know, doing the whole at home, but this was doing at home learning and work before anything was figured out. This was, you know, doing school and work before anything was figured out with teams or whatever we use now. Um, so it was rough. And 
I felt so I felt I felt for those who were just starting their degrees or you know what have you I was like thank god I've already done the mo- majority of this and I just have a few more months of this craziness but anyways right, we made it through in the beginning like fortunately our firm was set up to go to be remote like to mm-hmm. the day-to-day didn't change too much um and at the time I only had uh, one other employee and so she was like in the office alone I worked from from I worked remote and she worked in the mm-hmm. office by herself, which was safe, right? You just drive to the mm-hmm. office, you're in there alone, lock the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many firms and schools and everything were not prepared to go online. Yeah. And so it was kind of just a hot mess, really. It was a mess, yeah. It was, and then like when you're in a design major, you know, a lot of your courses are let's be in one room and do charrettes and do sketch sessions and do yeah. all of this stuff that like it does not work over zoom the screen and yeah. even <laughs> they have great ways of doing that but it still is just not the same so it was a mess but it was it was fine <laughs> but fortunately just like the tail end of it yeah yeah for me which, for, for you which is great <laughs> yeah. okay amazing so then you graduated from your program yes um and i came back home to atlanta and my thought, well, I came back home to Atlanta and again, it was COVID. So I took a break. I was like, I'm not jumping back into work. The world is pretty much shut down anyways. So good for uh, you. that was like, I support, I support breaks. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, I was, I was so looking forward to it. I was looking forward to a trip after school, but that's fine too. I was just like at home with my family and doing all, you know, the family at home family COVID stuff. stuff. Yeah. So that was really nice. Uh, I graduated like the end of 2021. So, uh, but I still was doing little stuff, you know, like finishing up little things that you need to send out or whatever. So it was like, yeah, 2022. I'm sorry. What? No. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I gra- <laughs> 2020. <laughs> no, I graduated at the beginning of 2021. Okay. That's what yeah. it was. Okay. <laughs> I was like, where is going on? Okay. So yeah, 2021 was like my break year for the most part. Um, And then ironically, I started teaching uh, towards the end of 2021 at the university that I just graduated from. Oh, nice. So that was cool. And it was like part, like obviously part time. Um, So I was still kind of like on my break and it was, you know, so that was cool. Um, But most of 2021 was a break for me and I loved it. Um, I mean, I'm very envious of that. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm envious. I am envious of my past self as well because I would love that again. <laughs> so twenty, great. so twenty twenty one was a break, and then yeah, twenty twenty two, the end of twenty twenty one. I started teaching, and then I got like my architectural job uh, at the end of that year, and I basically started like November. So, are you a licensed architect now? I am not, not yet. Okay. Um. So is that still something you're working towards? It is, it is, it's been a journey um, <laughs> for sure. And any of the architects that are aspiring to be architects, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it's a long journey. It is, it depends on the person um, because I've also met people who um, they start studying and they take their tests. So right now we have six tests to take and I've met a few like coworkers or just people that I've met along the way. And they started taking their tests and it took them like six months and they never failed a test. And it was just easy. (laughs) Or I won't say easy, but it, you know, outside looking in, it was like, wow, that was probably a breeze. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it just depends on the person. Yeah. 
Totally. But yeah, it's a, it's a journey. So I'm still studying, um, still taking tests. And yeah, we'll see whenever that happens for me. <laughs> But you're back at working in the at an architecture firm, the same firm you were yes. at before? Or no, I actually switched firms. So I was at a smaller firm before. It was like maybe like 10 people the most at a time. And now I'm at a firm that has like 350 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds That's really daunting. Difference. Yeah, I was a little worried about it at first. But it's like they have studios um, per discipline, you know, um, office or residential or hospitality, you know, whatever building type, they kind of have a set group of people that work on that. So the studios are like 10 to some of the studios here, you know, closer to 30 or 35 people. Um, But I'm in a smaller studio. So it's kind of the same. I work in a lot of schools, um, schools, education, um, higher education and stuff like that. Oh, neat. Yep. And it's how are you like? Fun. And you're liking it? Yeah, I haven't. Um, so at my previous firm, we didn't have studios. We kind of worked on what came through the door. Mm-hmm. You know, there was editing there, but for the most part, it, you work on whatever the project that we got. Um, ironically, I worked on a lot of higher education buildings and gyms and things of that nature, but not specifically like elementary schools or middle schools and stuff like that. So it's interesting working on that, of course, because whenever you go on a site visit, you get to interact with all the little people, which is always fun. And some of them are super extroverted and just like want to wave at you and like, hi, ma'am. Hi, ma'am. And I'm just like, this is so funny. But it's fun. Yes, it's very, it's so funny because I don't really see myself. I tell my friends and people like, for some reason, my brain stopped at 22. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm not that old, you know, like I'm not, (laughs) I'm not there. So when they, when I hear somebody call me ma'am, I'm like, what is going on? Um, But yeah, to like a little person, right? If you're like six or seven, you're like taller. Yes, exactly. (laughs) They're like, you must be my mom's age. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think we're little kids, like everybody is old, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they have no idea, no concept. Yeah, exactly. But it's fun. I like it. Oh, very nice. Okay, so let's. So, how are the finances going? Yeah, so I, I followed your advice um, for the most part from our la- like the last time. I like you said, I was preparing to go to school, and I had all this money saved, so I wouldn't have to come out with loans and things like that. So. At where I'm at right now, I planned like after my break, my year break, basically, I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself a year of just really aggressive saving to recoup like everything that I spent while I was in school um, and to like build up an emergency fund and things like that. Um, So I'm, you know, about at a year for that. And I just kind of don't know what to do with it um, in some ways. So where do I start? Okay, so let's start. Let's let's since it's kind of like I don't want to say you're like kind of a new episode now. You're a follow up, but <laughs> we're in like such a new phase of life. Okay, so yeah, what are you making? What's your gross salary currently? Um, so just at the one job, it's like sixty three. Perfect, and that's at the architecture firm. Yeah, and W two. Yes. With ben- do you have benefits like four hundred one k? I do. Oh, good. Okay. Are you in it? I am. Amazing. I figured you would be, but I had to ask. <laughs> okay. And then the other job is it did the teaching? Yes. Perfect. And, and that's you... that's like seven thousand if I round up a bit. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
It's really good. And it's like four months, basically. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, And that is W2 as well? Yes. Amazing. Okay, great. All right. So you're bringing in gross around Mm 70,000. Okay. All right. So then, and then do you, with the teaching, I know it's a little bit different, but what are you netting on your, your day job? Like, what do you bring Uh, in? Like a month without the teaching. That's, uh, I should have looked that up specifically because... Um, well, or what do you get? Do you know what your direct deposit is? Yeah, I was going to say my direct deposit is like without all, you know, the 401k and all of my other deductions. So, um, but that is about like 1800. Uh, wait, no, that's not true. <laughs> it's 1800 <laughs> per pay period. So 3600. 3600. Um, and that's 3600 a month. Great. And then that's with the deductions. Yeah, that's without the deductions. Or without with the deduction. yeah with the deduction. with the deductions right because <laughs> <It's confusing. laughs> I know it is confusing I'm sorry yeah so eighteen hundred and you get paid every two weeks yes. or the first and the fifteenth mm-hmm. or it's just two weeks every two weeks we change this year oh okay so you get there uh, you get twenty six pay periods then mm-hmm. so so eighteen hundred times twenty six works out to be forty six thousand eight hundred so that would be with after your deductions mm-hmm. right so after your taxes and health insurance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And that's not including, I'm just not including the teaching because it's four months. So I'm not right. sure what, what four months it is, but I'm just, and then what are your expenses? What? Um... So I worked out a number. Okay. Um, so I'm, a, I'm, my expenses, uh, it's about 1500 a month. Oh, fantastic. Because I'm staying at like, uh, like our, like my grandma has a house, it's a whole situation, but I'm staying like <laughs> basically at you know, a family property. So I don't, I'm not paying rent per se. Like I give donations as I call it, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> paying rent. rent. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. So you have pretty low expenses right now, mm-hmm. which really aligns with your like year of saving. Yes. That's why I was like, okay, I'm not moving. I don't care what I see. I cannot move. <laughs> <laughs> Are you living there with your grandma? No, she's okay. um, somewhere else. Okay. I was like, that could be fun. So, okay. So you really are making a good amount of money for given what you're spending. Mm-hmm. So how are, so what do you have saved up so far in your emergency fund? So I'm going to joke because the last episode, I think you called me like your spirit animal because I have a fund for everything. So yes. it's broken down into a lot of different things. But I would say in my, what I call my formal emergency fund, mm-hmm. I have about 14000 Fantastic. But you have a broke, yes, you'd like to break it down, which I yeah. also like to do. So that's, that's like the, the, that's the broken down number. But then I have all these different little pockets of money in all these different places, which is part of the reason why I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Because, you know, I think I've hit my goal of saving and yep. now I need to like do something with it. Okay, perfect. Um, so my yeah. next question is going to be, it, what is it? What is it earning? Is it in like a high yield savings account? Yeah, so it's in a high yield saving account perfect. right now. That's where all of my like lumps of money are. For the perfect. Part. Because we just want to make sure that if you have cash, because this is, a, it's finally nice that we have high higher interest rates, right? Mm-hmm. So last time we talked, we did not have good interest rates. So it right. didn't particularly matter. Like a high in, a high yield savings was maybe paying you like 0.25 versus mm-hmm. like the regular bank was paying 0.1. Right. So I mean, 0.25 is better than 
0.01. Right. But, I mean, there, you know, it's nothing to like write home about. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to make really very much money. But now we have interest rates where your high yield savings account could be earning like 3.6, 3.8. Some mm-hmm. of them, uh, most of them are around that range. It'll probably go up or continue to go up. Obviously, the rising interest rate has caused some turmoil in the, the market in the banking industry, but mm-hmm. we're below the 250000 mark. And so we want to be in a high yield savings account. So at least you earn something on, on the cash that you have. Mm-hmm. And then, so as long as it's making money, that's great. And then a lot of the online institutions will do like what, what you like to do, which is like bucket it, you know, like, so you have it like 4,000 for this and 3,000 for that. Like you can yeah. assign all of your goals to the, to the money. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. Okay. And then how are we doing with, do we have any debt or did you? Yeah. So I still have student loans. Okay. Um, like, I mean, COVID happened as soon as I was out of school <laughs> and I was planning to pay, you know, like save and pay my loans down was my plan. And then I was like, oh, well, they're on deferment. They're on deferment, yeah. not making any money right now. So I'm not going to do anything. So I still have loans. Um, it's about 47000 and they're still on deferment. Yes, they're still on, still deferment. on deferment, which is great. <laughs> but I mean, so I, I would, would like to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so I was just going to say, I would just not pay them. So what I've been telling people to do, because it's hard to know what will happen in the future, right? Yeah. Like, I wish I had a crystal ball on you. It would make life so easy <laughs> for everybody. Right. Is I would continue just to save, and then let's see what happens and how long they're on deferment. Because you can always take money. Here's the thing. You can't ever undo paying them off, right? Right, exactly. You can't say like, oh, I made a $10,000 payment. Actually, now that we're in September of 2023, that was a bad idea. I want my money back. That doesn't yeah. really work that way. Mm-hmm. So I think you're better off saving in your high yield savings account and then waiting until you have enough information to determine what you want to do with your loans. Like, yeah, obviously, there's some litigation around the public mm-hmm some of the forgiveness. So whether or not that happens it's to be seen, are they going to extend the deferment? We don't know. So mm-hmm. there's just too much, there's too many unknowns in my opinion to tackle it. So I would just yeah. wait, I would keep saving and mm-hmm. then you have extra cash on hand so that no matter, you know, you're prepared to make a decision in the future when we have more information. Right. No, that works. And I, I think that's why I was able to save so much so quickly because I don't have my loan payment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because these past few months I've been prioritizing my health as I've recovered from a nasty case of long haul COVID. I love that it takes the mental work out of getting my vitamins and supplements in because with just one scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, and probiotics. It's been super simple to incorporate into my morning routine because there's virtually no prep required and it tastes great. Plus, it's way cheaper than a fancy coffee habit. If you want to give it a try, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And then what are you doing in the 401k at work? I do so have a match. I, I, do, I do have a match. It's uh, 3% up to 3%. Perfect. 
and I decreased, which is probably bad, I know, but I decreased my contributions because I was trying to like move into an apartment and I want to be in the city and you know, the city is always expensive. expensive yep. um, so I was trying to see where I could pull money from without like, I don't want to touch my loan allotment. Like I, right now it's going into a saving account. And there's also like another like small bill that I'm paying off. So I'm using that money for that, but I don't want to include it in my income yet to, you know, pay for an apartment or whatever. I do. Right. Because when the, if the loans turn back on, you need to have that budget. Yeah. yeah. And I really want to kind of stick to, I'm super, I guess, conservative when it comes to like, I know the different rules, the 30, 50, wait, 20, 30, 50, or, you know, like you're, living expenses shouldn't be over 30% and stuff like that. So I was trying to get to that number without touching the loans, but I'm a little bit unrealistic as well because I'm like, okay, I have all my money going where I want it to go. How do I magically come up with another $1,800 out of this, like out of this without changing anything? Um, So anyways, I decreased my 401k down to like, Basically, I think six percent or nine percent. Oh, okay. So, so, you're, so then you're still if you're doing six percent and they're doing three, you're still at nine percent overall going into the. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That's okay. So basically, every so you're basically putting after your expenses, which is like one pay, right? So every two weeks, one paycheck net basically goes to expenses, give or take. Mm-hmm. And then the other one goes is going into your emergency fund. Um, wait, say that again. So, so the way I'm looking at it is, so your expense is around fifteen hundred a month, mm-hmm. right? And so, if you get paid every two weeks, in the first period of the two weeks is eighteen hundred. That covers your expenses for the month, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the next one goes into savings. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, like the rest of that. Yeah, the rest of it, yeah. and the teach, and then the teaching money. So the teaching money, yeah, it's in a saving. I didn't touch it because I didn't really know what to do with it. And it keeps changing because at first I was like, I need a new computer. And, you know, I don't know, I'm going to buy myself something nice. Not that it was going to be the whole like the whole bunch, but it's just sitting somewhere right now, basically, because I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and that but that's included in the 14,000. That's not included in the 14,000. Oh, OK. Where is that sitting? <laughs> Where is that one? So it's all in like uh, I do have buckets, like what you're just saying. So it's there. It's all in my high yield saving account. So I'll I'll say it this way. Okay. I basically have about thirty thousand dollars saved up in like I guess you can say emergency. I don't. I wouldn't call it that because again, I have it earmarked. You have it earmarked. Yeah. Right. So 14000 of that is my emergency fund. Oh, like okay. That. I don't touch that. And then I have a little bucket of, I have, so I do like different services on the side that sometimes I make money on and it's not um, like a business or anything like that, but I just, you know, use my talent. Um, and so I have that money, but with my teaching money in a bucket. So that's about like $10,000. Okay. Um, that's about 10000 Okay, in addition to the emergency fund of 14. Yes. Okay. I was like, I was going to be like, where are you hiding the money? <laughs> it's it's, it's like, hidden in plain sight. I know that you've hidden it, but I need to know what, what, what we have. Because yeah. I was like, 
you're spending fifteen hundred a month. You're making a you're making a lot of money. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it going? Yeah, where is it's, it going? It's literally sitting in all these buckets, and okay. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> okay, so we have ten thousand from teaching, and like little side jobs mm-hmm. or services. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there any other buckets we have? Yeah, we have yeah. disclosed. Okay. So I have what I because I had that. a feeling you had more than fourteen. Just having, you know, we've chatted. Yeah. Okay. So I have like a Mad Money um, account because I don't know what it would be used for, but that is like when we got some of the COVID relief, and then just different things. I don't even know honestly where some of this money came from, but I have okay. a bucket of it, and that's about four thousand. Okay. Um, and then I have like, I have, I'll just combine these because, so I have like a trip fund because I just, mm-hmm. you know, if you just want to take a spontaneous trip, you don't want to mm-hmm. have to go broke. So I have a trip fund and then I have a, like a living fund, which should probably be in my emergency fund. I don't know. But it was like, when I was looking at places, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to expand my budget a little bit to afford the rent yeah. and like. Um, my dad gave me really good advice because I, I told him I went to my, I was like, I can only spend $900 on rent. And he was like, well, you're not going to live where that affords you. So you're going to have to figure this out. And so he was like, you, you know, you don't have to go just from cash flow. You can save up a little bit and like, you know, give yourself like, oh, you know, like the rent promotions, like two months free or whatever. So yeah. he's like, if, if you save a few months rent, prior to moving, then you can just pinch from that. So I have a trips fund and I have, I I call it my, um, my living promo. Um, So I have, (laughs) so I have that account. I'm running a special for myself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's literally, because that's how I have to think about it. Because otherwise I'm just like, oh my God. Um, But so between the two of those, that's about 2,400. Okay, perfect. And I think those are all my those are those are all my buckets for the most part. Okay, so let me make sure we got this down here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I should have I should have made a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, when you said fourteen thousand, which is a great amount to be saved, but I was mm-hmm. looking at your income, I was like, "There's there's got to be <laughs> there's got to be more money somewhere." <laughs> um, okay, so. It looks like t- total, yeah. It looks like total. You're around thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay, of the thirty thousand, I get it. Yeah, you have it all earmarked out. I know. I told you, you, you are my spirit animal. I like, <laughs> I like to know where it's going. Um, so total in cash. Okay, so the living promo, I like it. Trip fund, love it. Mad money, great. Okay, so we basically have another ten thousand from from the teaching. Mm-hmm. So here's what I would do because if you're going to keep teaching, let's, I hope they stay on deferment potentially then is it safe to say you make around with like the other little side hustles on call them like 10,000 a year or like, is that like a 12 months? Cause like 7,000 is you lost some to tax. So mm-hmm. in a year's time, how much do you think you'll, you'll save up from teaching and the other oh, yeah. little side, you think you'll save another 10? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. To me, that money, that extra 10000 that you're really not using to live on, because I mean, honestly, that would get you the apartment, right? Yeah, like, it would. <laughs> with, 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 with no problem. Okay, so uh, let's see here. I, I would say at least I would do at least one more year of saving up that bucket. And I think it's totally fine to be in a high yield savings account because at some point, maybe, hear me out. This is just mm-hmm. an idea. I'm just thinking out loud here. 
maybe if we do staying in the family house for one more year and you save another 10,000 up. So your emergency fund is great, right? You have 14,000, mm-hmm. you have mad money fund, you have trip fund, living promo fund. That, we'll say the living promo fund goes away, but you have a good amount of money saved up for you. And like, whether it's vacation or God forbid you lost your job, you'd be fine mm-hmm. or you'd be good for a period of time. Right. So if we did one more year of teaching, staying really low cost, and we got that up, that number up to like 20,000, maybe we mm-hmm. get it to 22. You have a very large percentage of your loans paid off in cash, yes. ready, ready yeah. to go. And mm-hmm. so I would think that if you go and make a lump sum payment on those student loans and get them cut in half, that your student loan payment would go in half. Oh, that would be nice. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, without no, looking, looking at them. And then I think what would happen from that. So it's one more year, one more year. But you know, when you come on, there's always a risk I spend your money. <laughs> so I would do, I feel because here's what I would do. I would do one more year. I would try and get that bucket up from teaching and little side hustles to like 20, 20,000. You get it a little closer to like 23. We'd be basically at half, approximately mm-hmm. half. And so what is your, do they say what your student loan payment would be if it wasn't deferred? Oh yeah, it's it's uh, $550 a month. Basically. Okay, so that should take that payment down to like 250, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and then when, that would give you more room for rent. Yes, it would. Right, because then you would be mm-hmm. paying 250. And then what you could do is kind of like from there, like split the difference with the teaching. So if you're making the 250, you would actually probably still be able to tackle. I would use the teaching to tackle the loans. That's what I would okay. do. Okay. I mean, and that side hustle, because basically depending on how it goes with interest and we could just deal with that when it comes up, you in four years, give or take, you should be able to get that totally paid off. And then yes. from that point on, you can live your best life, especially mm, yeah. if you continue teaching because you now have like $10,000 back in your pocket. Right. Which would be amazing. <laughs> Which would be amazing. You, now, you also don't have to be, it's just up to you if you want to like gun for it that much, or if you say, you know what, I'm going to do one more year of this teaching and living in the family house. And then from there, I'm just going to split the difference. I got my student loans. We'll just pretend like you paid off half and mm-hmm. now your payment's like 250 275 something like that. And then you just say, I'm going to live on the teaching money and I'm going to use that to subsidize my rent and then pay my monthly payment on my loans. And if I get extra at the end of the year, I'll make another principal payment, but I'm not going to try and do it in four. I'm going to try and do it in six or something Mm -hmm. so that I can, but at least do one more year. Yeah. I would be okay with that. If like, I like, I don't want to do four more years of $550. So I like the idea of cutting that down um, in 250 sounds better. (laughs) It does. Right. Or even if it's 275, like Mm -hmm. that $500 number, just a big chunk. It's big. It's big. Um, so I think do stay, if you can, one more year in the family house, get that bucket up, the teaching bucket up to like 20. You could even borrow from like the mad money fund. Mm-hmm. And I would call them up and say, okay, I'm going to make a lump sum principal only payment, keyword principal only payment mm-hmm. and see what it brings your monthly payment down to. And then from that point on, you would definitely have extra money for rent, right? Because you have the teaching income that you weren't using at all Mm -hmm. to go back into your regular budget, right? And it could be like the living promo. And instead of using all 10,000, you give yourself a $5,000 promo, right? Right, And then the other $5,000 goes towards the loan. Mm -hmm. Because if the loan payment even was 275 times 12 months, that works out to be 3,300. And so then the rest of it is a principal payment. So you're Mm -hmm. tackling it faster. 
that all makes sense. And that all makes sense. Good. Yeah. Now I have a follow up to that. Okay, where's the follow up? What if I don't teach? Can you teach for one more year? <laughs> I literally, I don't know. Yes, maybe. I just know this year it was like a little bit stressful. And I was like, oh my God, another year of this. But I mean, I could, but Did I you also. One year? I'm sorry. Just one. Could you just do one? Just do <laughs> Just do one. Just be like, this is my final year. I'm just coming back for one more time. I could, I could, I could say that right now. I don't know how I'm going to feel in like a few months. But I mean, yeah, right now it sounds realistic. And now that I've had a break from the previous like year, I'm like, okay, I feel recouped. It's um, so but, much money. Yeah, it is for not a lot of time. I have faith in you. One year. <laughs> it, it'll literally, it'll literally it'll literally knock off so much of your student loans. Yeah. So fast. Okay. So fast. <laughs> I will then, because then even if you don't have the teaching income the following year, hear me out here, but we mm -hmm. did it for that one year. And so we were able to put like $23,000 on your loans mm -hmm. um, and get them down to like a much more palatable monthly payment. Mm -hmm. Then you have with just your, gross salary, your regular job, you have 1800 coming in. So we'll just say you have 3600 coming in, right? Mm -hmm. And then we'll just say you're, let's just round up just to use round numbers and just say 300 goes to loans. Well, then you have 3300 to live on, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously we still want to save a little bit for other expenses. We'd probably want to up your 401k then, but then you have, you have a lot more to live on right. because you're not losing 500 out of the gate. Okay. Because then even it, <laughs> just one year, just <laughs> Because then thirty three hundred, then like what were what were what are rent prices approximately? So they're like, well, at this point, like at this month, <laughs> everything is starting at like sixteen for what I'm looking for. Uh, it's it's really not even sixteen anymore. It's like sixteen fifty, sixteen seventy five, and it's like going up to eight eighteen hundred for what I'm looking for. Ugh, that is expensive. And, you know, as it, yeah, as it goes, of course, everything that I like is like at the eighteen hundred. <laughs> and then we have utilities, right? You're right. That's before utilities. utilities. That's before groceries. That's before like you know, when you're in the city, you're gonna want to spend more money. So that's before all of that kind of increase. Ugh. Okay, so let's just assume that you have around thirty three hundred, and it, it, it's a little bit more because you actually get paid twenty six times, not twenty four times, but. Mm -hmm. So, but it doesn't work out. It actually works out better for you budgeting with like an apartment because it's paid on the first of the month that like, yeah, it's first and fifteenth. So if we just use thirty six hundred, it's a bit a bit lower than you're actually making. But um, so after student loans, if we go with this plan, you have thirty three hundred. So if we just round up on eighteen hundred and just say you have utilities of like one fifty, so two thousand, you would have thirteen hundred to live on after that. And that's if I teach for another year. Correct. I do think. If you only had thirteen hundred a month to live on for everything else, it feels a little mm -hmm. tight because that's not including like yeah. any other savings or mm -hmm. that's just rent and utilities and your student loans. Okay, wait. So you're saying I have thirteen hundred to pay rent, student loans, and everything else? No. So let's let's use the number. So you're making eighteen hundred now monthly or every two mm -hmm. weeks, right? So. Right. Mm -hmm. What I did is I basically took, if you got paid, the, I'm stealing a little bit of money from you. So 1,800 times 26 pay periods is 46,800. 
So divided by 12 months works out to be 3,900, right? So I always use, I always like carving a, a little off the top, but if we use the actual number, just because from a budgeting standpoint, oh, I see. every two weeks, some months, one, mm-hmm. one or two months, you'll get more and one or two months you'll get less, right? Depends on how the calendar works out, right? So, so 3,900, so then minus 300, let's just assume if you teach for one mm-hmm. more year and we pay off half your student loans, you have a $300 monthly student loan payment. So minus 300, because you got to pay that first. That brings you down to 3,600. So if you get an apartment at mm-hmm. 1,800, let's just assume, and this mm-hmm. might be a little high, but let's assume 200 for utilities mm-hmm. or whatever they charge you. So minus, so 3,600 minus 2,000 mm-hmm. brings you down to 1,600. That's what you have left over for life. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I guess if rent is gone, that is a good amount. Because that's not like not cell well, phone, that's not well. Netflix, that's not what else do I have to food. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a lot. And then uh, spending, that's what I forget about all the time. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see. I mean, based on your spending now, you're spending 1500 a month, so you could potentially do it, but it's mm. going to be, it's going to be tight. <laughs> I'm being so right, conservative right now. So conservative. Yeah, yeah, you're in like your year of saving. So it's going to be, so it ends up being a bit tight with mm-hmm. 2000 as the rent number. Okay, so here are some alternatives. One is to get an apartment with a roommate. So mm-hmm. you could get it. If you got it down to like, I don't know, 1200 or 1300 that saves mm-hmm. you a significant amount in your monthly spending. Right. The other option is if you kept teaching, that gives you a mm-hmm. lot more flexibility in your budget. I, I, I really mm-hmm. just will be happy for one year. But <laughs> it's just, that would be like a payoff. Like I really want to live like in the city and I want this type of apartment, but I'm going to have to take another job to subsidize it or yeah. to, or to be honest, I'll be on a super strict budget. I agree with you having been on a super strict budget. It's fine to do that for a period of time. It's hard to do that for a very long time. I yeah. think mm-hmm. if you like, this is my year of saving and you get in your head and it's, that's fine. And you like get into it, but like you want to get out of it at some point, I think. Right. The other thing is like, are there opportunities at your current, like your regular job, like to move up in income? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of that is getting my license. So that's hard to like plan around, but getting that would increase it significantly. So here, just throwing this out here. What mm-hmm. if we did one more year teaching to get the student loans knocked off a huge portion? And then from there you did, I don't know if you're going to like this idea, so I'm hesitant mm-hmm. to say it. What if you did one more year and not a year of super saving, but a year of like, I'm going to stay in the family house. It's a pain, but it's and I'm going to focus on studying for my architecture yeah. exams mm. because then I'm going to just phrase it as in 24 months, <laughs> yeah. I, in 24 months, I then have eliminated 50% of my student loans. I've gotten my architecture exams and now I'm going to be in a comfortable spot on my, just my day job because I'm going to mm. be able to get a raise from those exams to then go out and live the life that I want. Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And I, I feel like that has been, I've been coming to terms with putting that as an option because of course it wasn't my plan to be here much longer than a year, but no, it makes sense. (laughs) Because what, what do you think you would make with those exams? Do they have like a schedule of like, you get this one, you get paid that? Yeah, no, it's not really a schedule that way. And there's not even necessarily a number. I feel like it's based on negotiation and like just where you are and stuff like that. But I do know that it is a bump. And then I feel like that's the like 
that's the gate that you need to go through to just continue to get raises. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a number, but um, just well, based I off think of people's reactions. Fiction. I think that if you could replace like the teaching, like income with your day job, mm-hmm. it would be great because then you're only working one job which yeah. is obviously nicer. Right. And then you have the money to, to, to support the, like, you know, to move downtown and to have the apartment you want, right. Then everything gets a bit easier. And because you sacrifice for 24 months, then we have half the student loans paid off. We have the time to sit and study for those exams. Cause I imagine they're very hard. Mm-hmm. And then from there, everything just gets, it just snowballs. It just gets so much easier because of all that sacrifice you put in, in the beginning. Right. No, that, that sounds like the like a good plan. Just okay, like I hope you don't with it. <laughs> I hope you don't regret coming on where I'm like okay. No. It's a, you're actually kind of like confirming because one like when I was apartment shopping, first of all, apartment shopping is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and especially like I'm like leaving work early or all my weekend is going Stressful. to you know, looking at places, finding places. And then, you know, you're paying, like, I, I had to cut myself off because I'm like, I'm not going to keep like paying these deposits or whatever. But anyways, it's a lot. And I was like, this is actually taking time away from studying. And I was like, and me, obviously I'm in the design industry. I'm like, when I get an apartment, I'm not going to want to do anything, but like nest and like, you know, make, yeah, make it yours. And I was like, I'm going to be so distracted from studying. So I'm like, should I just stay home? <laughs> like, should I just stay like at this house? Like until I get a license, but you're, so I'm not, I don't regret coming on. You're just kind of confirming the things that I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'm just going to shove that to the side, but you're like bringing it back out. <laughs> so I will say as an individual who made a lot of sacrifices early, like saving sacrifices and like really like nose to the grindstone. Mm-hmm. I do think I don't regret any of that. I do mm-hmm. think that it's made life so much easier in my thirties. Yeah. Although a lot of people like live their best life in their twenties. I definitely, you know, had multiple roommates and like never, I had one nice apartment. I mean, I guess they were fine, but like, to give yeah. you an example, I always lived in a walk. I lived in a walk up for many, 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 many years. Yeah. I-, I actually never upgraded to like the fancy apartment with the um, doorman and mm-hmm. the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the first year because I didn't sign that lease. My father did because I was mm-hmm. working as a waitress, so I didn't go. Yeah. And that was my one of my most expensive apartments, and I could afford so little because of that apartment. I never did that again, and I never would have signed for that apartment had I been able to get off of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, I was always like, I'm going to keep my housing super low and visit yeah. my friends who have the beautiful apartment. Right. <laughs> we'll share. I literally, I, I kind of thought about that when I first started my, uh, like my shopping, uh, apartment shopping, I was like, okay, $1,200. That's what I'm working with. And I found a place for $1,200. It wasn't obviously like all the amenities or whatever. I was like, that's yep. fine. I'll just go to my friend's apartments and use their yeah. amenities. Like, I don't care. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. I was like, you have a beautiful apartment. You have this, you have that. Yeah. And I, I like, honestly, I really, really loved all of my apartments. I just never made the splurge. Like, so, you know, a lot of people did. And I just always looked at my budget and was like, pri- I'm going to prioritize savings, prioritize savings because I don't want to have to work forever. Right. And so a little bit different, right? But kind of the same parallel of like, I'm going to make a bit of a sacrifice for a couple of years, so 24 months. Mm-hmm. And that's going to leapfrog me in terms right. of where I'm going to be financially and what I'm going to be able to do 
in the future. Because once right. you make that sacrifice, you built that foundation. And not to say that it could, you know, everything right. can always change in life. Nothing's yeah. guaranteed. But right. generally, once you build that really solid foundation of like paying off your student loans, you've gotten your education, you've gotten your architectural designations or exams passed. Mm-hmm. It's just you're just going to keep moving up. It's just going to get easier and easier and easier. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. So we might have to do another follow-up <laughs> in two years. What happens next? What happens next? <laughs> no, this is good information. Well, I super appreciate you coming on. Mm-hmm. No, I'm so glad to have come back. This is great. And so so for all of our lovely listeners, if you haven't checked out her first episode, I think it'd be great. Check out episode 43. And then... If you want to stay up to date on what's happening with the podcast, check us out on Instagram. And if you like our podcast, we would super appreciate that you could rate and review it. Thanks. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.